Hello, hello, everybody. I'm your host, the Wiz of Ecom, and welcome to the Symposium Podcast, where every week we bring the highest quality professionals in the industry to discuss topics around mental frameworks, high income skills, and business. This is a no nonsense, action oriented interview that will be an asset for you on your journey of building and scaling to $10,000 a month and beyond. And now, welcome to the Symposium. Hello, hello, everybody. I hope you guys are all doing absolutely amazing. Welcome to session number four of the Symposium by the Utopia. Today, we have a very special guest, one person who I personally look up to, someone who I call a mentor, even though he is younger than me, someone who I've been studying his content like an absolute madman and a very familiar face for the Utopians. We have Mr. Jimmy Farley. Jimmy Farley is an expert when it comes to TikTok. He has skilled brands to seven figures and beyond. He has taught thousands Thousands of people how to go viral on TikTok using his community called The Collective, which I am personally inside of, which everyone should be checking out as well, too. Today, we have Jimmy Farley. Jimmy, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? Doing great, bro. What a fucking intro. Yes, sir, bro. Gotta gotta hype up the man, bro, because you you've done exceptional things for us as well, too. So I'm grateful. But the way that this call works is it's not your life story, it's not who you are. I'm just like ripping through like 12, 15 questions around TikTok of frequently asked questions that other people have, right? And I'm gonna jump into we're gonna talk about consistency, coming up with content ideas, getting your first 1,000 followers, data, KPIs, thumbnails, all this fun stuff. So we can blitz through them and it's a very quick 30-minute interview. So you ready to go? Um, I was born ready. Let's get it. Let's do it, man. So first things first, is it even worth it for U.S. listeners to start an account with the rumors of getting banned in the United States with TikTok right now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a funny question. Um, yeah, definitely don't start, man. It's not worth it. There's nothing nothing good with TikTok. You know? Cut this up as a clip and post this on Twitter. Someone do this. Ace, no, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no money to be made, bro. Not like anyone's, you know in their biggest months ever or anything like that. Uh, no, but in, in ser- all seriousness, um, who knows what's going to happen with TikTok with uh, the whole like government lobbying. I mean, it's pretty obvious that it's just, you know, Facebook in the weeds with different government officials trying to get it banned. Like, it's crazy. Like, they're, that's really what they're doing. Um, and I think worst case, like, it, uh, if it gets banned, everyone does go to the other shorts platforms. Like, you know, YouTube and Facebook Reels and Instagram Reels, et cetera. But I just find that incredibly unlikely. Um, This already happened once in 2020, where it literally got banned by Trump. And Microsoft exercised to buy out TikTok. And then last minute, they were just like, hey, you know what, fuck it. (laughs) And then it ended up just staying and, you know, nothing happened. So I feel like it's very much the same thing. It's almost the exact same path. But we will all see worst case people just go over to the other platforms and you know americans will be pissed beautiful beautiful okay noted what's the number one roadblock roadblock that you've noticed people have when it comes to growing a fresh tiktok account or scaling a tiktok account let's see number one roadblock well i actually my mind's just still on the thought of the, the other tiktok thing i wanted to say something with that too yeah, go for it. You know, if there is a switch over, this is just an interesting thought I've had. Because, you know, I feel like a lot of people get uh, salty, like, about in the TikTok space about TikTok getting banned. Like, I personally don't really care at this point. Um, I just find it interesting what will happen 
with the whole culture shift, right? Because uh, I know you're familiar with this, Wiz. Like the the culture is set by TikTok still. So shorts and reels coming over to like if they had the shift of taking all of TikTok's audience, who would be setting the culture would be very interesting. So that's the only like complication I see happening. Yeah, and I've noticed that because even on uh, on IG Reels, there's always these memes saying, oh, you saw that reel today? I actually saw it three weeks ago on TikTok, right? And exactly. it, it feels like like TikTok is way ahead. It's setting the trends for all the other short form platforms and YouTube, uh, YouTube shorts are usually getting it last. However, yeah. if it is getting banned, it, it, ladies and gentlemen, this is like a classic case of, of detachment, right? Jimmy is the guy for tiktok it seems like his bread and butter is tiktok however he's not worried if it does or it doesn't get banned he just knows that the principle here is adapt or die whatever happens instead of complaining i'm figuring out a new way is what jimmy's saying over here so that's beautiful man 100 always be ahead and also like you know the the platforms are literally identical right like the it's like an ads manager from different platforms it's the same thing you know if you look on filming a video on reels same shit so it is what it is. I just had, I always have to finish my thoughts. For sure. For sure. But look, we can tap into the next question. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's the number one roadblock or roadblocks that you see with beginner fresh accounts versus roadblocks that you see with scaling accounts. You do, what, what are these roadblocks and how do you overcome them? Dude. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely, I've got some stuff for this. So I'd say actually less, you know, like anything technical when it comes to new accounts, really. I mean, once you get the principles down, right? Like that's, that's all I really help other people do is understand principles because at the end of the day, content is like art, you know, it's, it's, it's more similar to creative writing than it is a math problem. And I think a lot of people approach it as a math problem, like, Oh, but I did this, that, 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 like, no, it's like, you know, an essay is, is supposed to be written how you feel and express. And then how someone reads it is a whole different like piece of the pie. But you know, if you have the principles down, it's definitely like, you know, just a, a thing of following out the process. So I'd say the biggest roadblock for most people is actually just being like consistent and sticking with it. I'd say 95% of people that start quit after 20 videos, you know, and, and then never finish out from there. And they think TikTok's not for them and make some kind of excuse. Like it's not for the weak. Um, so I'd say that's probably the number one thing. And then when it comes to scaling accounts, it's not, it's honestly back to the fundamentals of understanding those principles of, you know, repeating your winners and understanding like winning angles and how they can kind of, and this is something you get better at with time. Like if you've done it on multiple different brands and like, you know, I have students, I can compare a lot of historical data off. So I have like a very unique advantage in that sense. Um, you'll notice like the kind of angles that die out quickly and the ones that scale further. So in that sense, I feel like it's just people not like understanding their, their viewers well enough, like reading their comments, um, putting out the right type of content. And then as well, you know, hiring out new creators. A lot of people try to, you know, especially small businesses and small brands try to, you know, just scale the shit out of one account when they could just get 10 creators scale out horizontally on 10 accounts and go crazy from there. 
So and and how, how would you go about finding those 10 creators? What would a, a deal like that look like to get those 10 creators on board? So you're essentially borrowing their audiences as if they're influencers and you're kind of white labeling their account to promote your offer. What is this structure looking like? Okay, good question, good question. This is something a lot of people don't understand too. Is like when I when I say creators, like TikTok creators, I'm talking people with no owned audiences, no anything. Like this is literally just people that are, they're essentially UGC creators but specifically for TikTok. If you say UGC creators, you get a bunch of the people who just make like ad creatives, which cannot be the best for TikTok sometimes. I'm talking specifically people that are like TikTok organic creators. That's what you want. Um, and those people, you know, you're paying small retainers to anywhere from 500 on the low end to 1500, 2000 on the high end per month for like 30, 40 videos. And they're just posting away, trying to make content that goes viral. Okay, so they're posting on your behalf on those individual new accounts that they're creating um, and you're getting them to post multiple pieces of content around your account. I think that's, uh, I mean, around your offer. Um, and I notice a lot of people are talking about even creating a hundred accounts and spamming your own clips. How does this creator method differ from like an Andrew Tate method where other people are spamming clips of your own? Are they, are they using podcast clips for this or are they just making their own unique styles of content with the product? What, what what are the differences between the two models as well as what type of content would people need to do for each of those two types of models? Yeah, I'd say like, I mean, there's no difference. Um, the, it's the same thing as the Andrew Tate model, right? Where it's like, you know, it's, I mean, it's different in the sense of like brands, like you're going to be making more original content and stuff versus, um, you look at like Andrew Tate and different personal brands, like the Nelk boys do it a lot now, um, where that's just like, we call it clipping, where you're just like clipping little pieces of already, you know, established content, maybe putting little slight edits on it. Like you'll see those little filters they put on it and shit. Um, that would just be more of a clipping style, but in the sense they're the same thing, right? You're just making massive amounts of accounts. And by the way, I thought this idea was fucking crazy when I first heard it. I was like, who the hell is going to do that? Like, why would you make... 20, 30 brand accounts, like blah, 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 blah. Um, but it's just, it's incredibly effective. Like it's the only playbook we run now for scaling. Yeah, because like there's a war that goes on in the mind. Should I produce the highest quality, unique style content of my own that is personalized for my one account? Or should I mass produce this on a, on a broader horizontal scale and get all of these guys talking about us, right? And I think that's the war that usually goes in the mind. But if you kind of look at it as its own unique content style and realize, hey, I can have more content styles on top of this one strategy, then you're kind of invincible, right? So for example, um, the, the clipping, right? Podcast clipping. That is just one style. You don't have to have your entire account completely reliant on clipping. You can have unique styles of content. You can have unique background videos. You can have little story-based videos, motion videos, whatever it can be. Clipping is not the end-all be-all, right? A perfect content strategy can tap into um, other styles of content. And to piggyback off that, I would love to ask you, what is a perfect content strategy for an e-commerce brand? What type of content would you love to see them post? What type of series is? Are they only trend focused or should they be doing tutorial based videos or should they only be focusing on clipping if they have clips? What does that content strategy look like for an e-commerce brand? So unfortunately, that's like uh, a question that's not really answerable. Like it really depends on what niche the, the product is in. For example, like 
you know, some in the health space or beauty space might be like an education style and some in the, in the gaming space, like you see like CrossNet and like a bunch of like those kind of like outdoor games might just be demonstrations. Um, and then other ones might be a before and after. So it really depends on like knowing your product. Well, it all comes down to knowing your product really well and like thinking about the best way to package it into a, you know, 15 to 30 second TikTok. Um, but if we were to say the average brand, I'd say, you know, especially if you're like, I'd say most products that are going to do like, you wouldn't even take it to TikTok unless it would fit in this category are just going to be like improvements of past products or something that solves something in people's lives, just adds value. Um, like, especially if it's an established e-commerce brand, I'm not talking about little bullshit dropshipping products right now. Um, like for example, um, there's this, there's this one brand filter baby. They, uh, they have these water filters that you can put on your, your, your like bathroom sink, whatever. Um, it's like a little bit bulkier than the average one, but like actually really clears out stuff. I don't know. Um, and you know, they'll do before and afters of skin, skincare from tap water to filtered water to, um, you know, what my sink was looking like before with water versus now, you know, like just stuff like that. And that's like an understanding of like, it's an improvement upon a past product. Like you just need to make sure that you really package that and show that in a TikTok format. So they'll put like trending audios behind it, you know, stuff like that. Sometimes do voiceovers. Um, you have to test a few different things, but if you're looking at the right inspiration from other brands and stuff, like it should be pretty clear what to do. This episode is brought to you by The Utopia. The Utopia is a community of 4,500 active entrepreneurs that share insights around starting and scaling your own business to reach $10,000 a month and beyond. Whether you have been running your business for years or are dreaming of starting one, our community of like-minded individuals will take your business to the next level. For more information, check out the link in the notes or visit theutopia.io. And now, back to the show. Yeah, for sure. And if I were to structure, if I were to consolidate everything that you just said right there on how you're coming up with like videos, what would that process look like? What would that system look like in a sequential order on how you come up with video topics and video ideas? Do you have a, do you have a system for it? Does it just come and hit you based off inspirations? Or do you have like a step-by-step process that you follow for every new brand that you take on to come up with new video topics? What does that process look like for you? Yeah, that's another great question. Um, so I, so some people will swear by scripting, you know, like where they'll script out videos, um, you know, for their creators, for themselves, whatever. Uh, I am not a big fan of doing it. And this is the thing, right? Like everybody has like a different content style for everything. Same thing with Twitter, you know, like some people love having a ghostwriter. Some people can't deal with it. Some people love having um, just their hooks written out and some people want the whole thread written like stuff like that right so everyone's going to be different but for me i just i just don't do any kind of scripting so with my creators you know i don't write out videos for them i don't do anything like that um i barely even like give them serious direction but what i do do is like give them a brief before they start so we'll have like a rough you know sop and checklist of what goes into like you know good tiktok strategy i'll give them like you know, videos that I think could win as in like the whole education before and after thing. I was just telling you now, like, let's say we had a, um, you know, some kind of toy brand 
Like I'm just thinking what one of our clients um, without saying their names, this, this toy. Um, I'm like, all right, this is a very unique thing. It's very in your face. I know that demonstration videos will probably work. If something's going to work, it's probably going to be that. So, you know, I'll link in a notion file, a bunch of different, you know, examples of demonstration videos that have done extremely well, um, ways to package it in there, as well as, you know, just angles that have worked for the brand in the past, just trying to give them as much information as I can, but then letting them finish the back half of that problem. Because I feel like what happens with scripting is that you take away from the person's like creative ability, like in your head, it might've made a lot of sense how that video came out, but when they go to make it, they don't see the vision. And now the video is like inauthentic, weird, choppy, just not right. Okay. Totally makes sense. And are you using any tools for this as well too, Jimmy, while you're going um, through the process of coming up with content ideas? Are there tools that you look at or is it just bringing everything to notion, having the perfect inspirations over there um, and then coming up with topics around, around that? Yeah. So like, are you saying like tools like softwares and shit like that? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Dude. So believe it or not, like nothing, like the only software I use for TikTok is this, this, uh, analytic software called Exolite, um, E-X-O-L-Y-T. It's the best TikTok software out of all of them, in my opinion. Um, it's a little pricey, so I don't blame people who don't want to use it, but if you want to see like actual in-depth analytics of accounts and stuff and trends on TikTok, definitely check it out. Um, but regardless, other than that, it's just like being in the weeds, bro. Like I have a whole nother phone that I use just for TikTok and I'll make sure I go on there for like, you know, 30, 40 minutes a day, just scrolling through and saving everything to notes. Um, I have, yeah, right. like, you're, saying, you're, you're, you're saving the girls twerking videos, fam. We know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I have my for you page like super geared in, you know, and this is one thing I teach like all my students is like, you know, if you want, you have to teach your for you page to show you what you want it to show. Like if it's not, if it's showing the girls twerking and golf videos and shit that you just don't like, don't need for business, go up to the search bar, searching what you want to search, you know, brands, products, drop shipping, da 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 engage with all those videos and just keep doing it until that's like the only thing that gets spit on your page. I'll also do like, uh, you know, in famous influencers like Addison Ray, Charlie D'Amelio, because I want those trends, um, like the hype house, all those people. Like I want those trends to come in as well, um, because that's usually a backbone of a lot of our strategy. But, you know, I'll make sure I'm going through the page, whatever, and then saving things to my folders. TikTok has like amazing, like godsend folders, like the folder feature. So, you know, I have like 4,000 videos fucking saved in all different niches, personal brand, podcasts, products, uh, brands, companies, all, all of the above, right? So like I can always reference things if needed and I can always bring things in when like I, I need some inspiration. Dude, that is wicked. And since we're on the topic of analytics, how do you leverage analytics to improve engagement and conversions? Are you leveraging analytics in depth? Do you have a process on how you optimize stuff because of those analytics? Just how are you leveraging analytics right now? Yeah, so honestly, like the only analytics that really matter, like how many views you're getting, how many website visitors you're getting, and then like what's converting from there, right? So um, it's not like I'm like, like looking, there's not, there's not much to look at in terms of like, uh, like sometimes engagement rates important. Like if I'm getting, you know, the creators are only getting 50 to a hundred thousand views, but like, you know, engagement's 20% or something. I'm like, okay, you know, 
usually that means the video is going to get more views, like something's up here, whatever, right? Like people are clearly engaging heavily with it um, versus like 5% would mean like, okay, it's not going up. And engagement rate is usually just likes to views ratio. Um, other than that, though, I'm not looking at it too hard. It's more of like, okay, uh, what I like, Excel, like the software, like what I usually use it for is just like tracking all of my accounts because you can track like 20 accounts at once, put them in a folder and then just see like the views and likes counts. Like it's beautiful. Um, so that's usually, I'm just making sure like everyone is like how everyone's doing performance wise on that, um, views. And then all of our content is just like, you know, very product focused. So if it blows up, it usually converts. And that's like something that a lot of people will not talk about. And that's how you can usually tell also if someone like doesn't know what they're talking about with TikTok, if they're like, you know, do a giveaway style video or do a, do a, um, you know, like this wild out of the box, just like in your face controversy um, to get views. Like the crazier you get, the better, the more views you get. Like, dude, none of that shit transfers to sales. We, we do stuff where it's like we build controversy around our products and brands. We, we do stuff that sparks emotion in people that gets people talking naturally. We don't have to put peanut butter on our sock and put it in a flip flop to get views. Like we just don't do that. So. Yeah. Cause I, I noticed so many of these guys are talking about awareness style videos, but if yours are all just product focused videos that can go viral, that is, that's wicked, bro. That, that is very impressive. Um, and then when it comes to those product style videos, do you have any best practices or nuances that you see are working best for you right now? Like, are they just straight up um, like, like when you're talking controversy and, and going viral with these product style videos, how do you do it? Do you have any examples that you can break down? Yeah. So, um, like, do you want me, do you want me to share one or like, Oh, you can just talk I, about one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. So let's see here. I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean, basically what the, the, the principle of it, right. Is like, if you talk about the product and make it clear that you're talking about your own product and your own business. If that blows up, you're going to get sales and all the things you want, right? Versus if you talk about other things and you go viral for other things, like I use the extreme example of people putting peanut butter on their sock because I see it every fucking day, bro. This is what people take this way too seriously when we say like, you know, spark controversy, spark emotions, blah, 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 and they just go crazy with it. Um, but like the other day I was scrolling on my For You page and I saw this kid that was trying to, you know, drop ship some, some little lamp that like spark was sparkly or whatever. And he put some weird text over it, like, <laughs> like FBI tip or something. And it was like giving some like conspiracy theory about the, the FBI. And it went viral because people were talking about that. And I just know that that kid was in some discord somewhere, maybe even my discord being like, I just got 3 million views. Why didn't I get any sales? Because like the context was absolutely fucking non non-existent like there was nothing there telling me that you sold that product versus if i make a video where i'm like uh i was tired of my room being boring i mean this this wouldn't go viral but i'm just saying like my i was tired of my room being boring you know i did all the lights from amazon nothing made it feel that great or special or unique that's why i created this you know the whole storyline product solution like framework if that goes viral and people are like oh my god that is so cool that product is amazing that's going to fucking print sales. 
Okay, beautiful, bro. And where are you leading the traffic to? Are you leading them to just a basic Shopify store or are you leading people towards um, like like a custom funnel? How does it look, how does it work for the traffic? I mean, I've just always done just straight to the store. I haven't really heard of people going crazy with like certain funnels and shit. I just feel like it's it's uh it's unnecessary because I'd say that I probably half the people are not even gonna like actually finish through TikTok anyways, if not more. Like people are just gonna search it up um, and go on their own. Honestly, honestly, man, your your view on TikTok always impressed me because it's a lot simpler than what people try to make it out to be. You're not obsessed over the numbers. You're not obsessed over uh, like all of these little growth hacks and tactics to break the algorithm. All you care to do is post high quality, relatable content that is surrounding the main offer that you're selling without pushing some sort of controversy that takes people's focus away from the actual offer. And you're consistently push, pushing that out, which is impressive, right? And how many videos do you do you post on average for per client in the e-commerce space on a weekly basis? Yeah, dude. And I definitely appreciate you saying that. Like, I wish I could just clip that moment and just show that to people because that's literally like all it is, bro, is enough shots at bat and understanding like what good content looks like until everything is just easy from there. Um, but as far as like a client stuff, like I really only take on very, very specific types of clients. Like I have like five, but all of them are big deals. Like they're all like, you know, six, seven, eight creators or more. Um, so you can kind of do the math on, you know, what kind of size deals those are. Um, but across that, you know, if I have five, all with minimum five clients, you know, we're shooting out or five creators, we're shooting out, you know, 25, 30 TikToks a day across those like, I, if not oh, across total not each account right no 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 across all those accounts dude in per account basis you know we're we're doing one a day like dude i i do i do not try to you know come in with crazy quantity i definitely try to stay consistent and do quant like uh quantity but quality comes first right and a lot of times if you do two three four a day like a lot of tiktok growth gurus and shit will push that like uh, agenda that you have to post two to four times a day. That's how you will succeed. And it's just straight horse shit. Like you, you, if anything, it's like a bad fucking piece of advice because you hurt your uh, quality a lot of times. Yeah. So something that you also brought up as well, too, is you're teaching us principles on this call, right? You're teaching us um, the steps that it takes to reach the end goal. It's kind of like this example I use of a skeleton. It's like you gave a human skeleton to us and you're like, OK, now that you know what the base should look like, you have to add your own flesh on top, whatever that means to you. If you want to change it to any style that you want, go for it. Right. It's the same principle here. Everything that Jimmy just shared is the exact skeleton, the exact principle that you guys need to actually build a successful TikTok account and very simplistic form. It's it's not easy, it's simple. And when I say that, I mean, it's not easy to understand the nuances of TikTok, which is what makes the video actually go viral, how to keep people uh, attentive and captivated. And that's very niche specific per that individual brand. But the skeleton that you provided today was exceptional. I want to thank you for all that. Is there anything else that you want to add to all of this, Jimmy? No, that was, that was, uh, I totally agree on that last point there, you know, and make sure to like, don't listen to anyone that tells you they know the algorithm, 
you know, no one knows the algorithm. You look this up and you will have your mind blown. It's all made by, you know, machine learning and AI. No one at TikTok even really knows the full algorithm. So if someone tells you, TikTok likes this, TikTok likes that. This is how you like, this is how you impress the For You page. They're full of shit. They don't know what they're talking about and they have no source if you were to ask for it. So yeah, it's keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, TikTok doesn't care. TikTok doesn't like it. The only one who likes it is that guru who's trying to milk your pockets, right? So (laughs) after that, everyone avoid, 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 right? Otherwise, Jimmy, thank you so much. Guys, if you guys do want to work with Jimmy, if you guys want to join this community, the collective, I'm a part of it. I learn from it almost every single day. There's so much value. I get high value notifications daily as well, too. There's so much around TikTok to go viral inside of there. And it's called the collective discord. Um, You guys should definitely check it out. Follow Jimmy on Twitter as well to it's because his ads going to be in the description otherwise we're good to go thank you so much jimmy yes sir thank you it's been a pleasure we'll chat soon everyone this was imposing goodbye ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening if you found this conversation valuable please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and on youtube focus on implementing the items discussed in today's episode because money loves speed we will see you next week on the symposium by utopia